Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Kohler at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app game plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course the DK Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live back at her home at the D here. Bar Canada at the D in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. Are, are, are statute of limitations on that? I was just thinking the same thing. I was just going to ask Am you. Am I allowed you to still ask. say that? Yeah, yeah. Merry Christmas when to do- everyone out there, yeah. and this will likely be the last time we ever say it. All right. Happy New Year begins tomorrow? No, that's way too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 27th tomorrow. I'm gonna way say, too early? I'm gonna, I, I think I'm a... Well, you could still always use the best, the best happy, happy holidays, holidays right? Because that that applies to to everybody based on religion, whatever, and throws in New Year's. Knows that better than a tribesman, it, right? So we are That's in the right. key happy holidays days. All but right. if you could say you could say Merry Christmas today. I'm going to allow a Happy New Year on Friday. All right. I didn't mean to spend two hours on it, but I was just going to give a clarification. Thank you. Hey, you wanted an answer. Gave I me an answer. You did. Very thorough, <laughs> I must admit. Uh, on the show today, happy holidays to all. Hope your Christmas was great. Hope you got everything you wanted. I've never seen the casinos this crowded in my life. Uh, so there's that. Um, and what a day of football, which we'll get into momentarily on the show today. Among other guests, Pete Futak on the college football bowl season. We've got three bowl games today. We'll talk to Pete, get his thoughts on that. Kelly and I will talk power rankings. We'll talk yes-no playoffs in the National Football League. Drew Dinsick will join us momentarily to talk NFL Week 17 and what we just saw here this past weekend, um, which is where we begin, sir, which is where we begin. And we will begin with the last game yesterday, of course, what some people believe is a preview of the Super Bowl, and I'm not so sure after that game you don't think it's a preview of the Super Bowl. The Ravens go into Santa Clara and beat the Niners 33-19. to They do so as six-and-a-half-point dogs, plus 250 money line shot on the Ravens, who, um, bravo to the Baltimore Ravens, who looked great. Um, they, a great game plan from John Harbaugh, dinking uh, on offense, Getting Zay Flowers involved with the absence of Keaton Mitchell. Zay Flowers becomes your big playmaker, and they really stepped that up. He was great. Um, But just an all-around great performance by the Ravens. And, yes, Brock Purdy, MVP tickets. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. From a minus 250 favorite before this game, four interceptions later. And, by the way, listen, it doesn't matter in the wash if – Two of them were batted in the air, and one of them was when he was hit. No one's gonna, no one's gonna fixate on those details. Yeah, it's four picks, and he goes from that to at DraftKings a twelve to one shot now behind Tua and Christian McCaffrey to win MVP. Now let's not get crazy with that, right? Again, this is an awards market. Is he re- in someone's brain? If someone already had him as a minus two fifty favorite, do they go to a twelve to one shot now? Uh, no, I would say that that's probably off kilter, but. 
the truth is, still, though, regardless of what number you'd put him at, Lamar Jackson becomes your guy now. Minus 160 after that performance yesterday from Lamar in victory, who would who is vying for his second MVP uh, of his career. Uh, and he was spectacular yesterday. And he still makes plays that no one else in the NFL can make. Mm-hmm. There's no question about that. Um We'll talk about that as the show goes on. But as far as the football is concerned, I've had San Francisco power ranked one. I had the Ravens power ranked two the whole time through. It was a big difference between the two teams. It ain't that big anymore. But I will say this, as bad as the Brock Purdy MVP thing went yesterday, my biggest takeaway from this is, and you're always thinking ahead with bets, does this set up beautifully for a San Francisco handicap should these two teams meet in the Super Bowl? And that was what I kept getting to yesterday because I think the answer is yes. Because games take on uh, identities, you know, individual games take on their own character. And yesterday, once the pick started, and again, it was an early pick that uh, Hamilton intended for Debo in the end zone was picked by uh, Kyle Hamilton. That actually led to a San Francisco safety of uh, Lamar Jackson and a two-point lead at the beginning. The others were a pass tipped up by Brandon Stevens, picked by Marlon Humphrey. That led to an 11-play, 53-yard drive for the uh, Ravens that ended with Gus in from two on fourth and goal. Uh, Purdy was then had another pass batted in the air. He probably shouldn't have thrown it into coverage. Picked by Kyle Hamilton. Uh, That led to a field goal. And then later, um, hit as he throws, picked by Patrick Queen. And that led to a Lamar to Zay touchdown to put it 30-13 to at that point in the game. So the, the last three led to Ravens scores. Um, But I feel like a game like that sort of, again, it happens the way it happens. I don't think you're likely to get that same thing. Some people might argue differently. Some people might say, no, I actually think John Harbaugh completely outcoached Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, pardon me. And we're likely to see that again, regardless of the individual circumstances of that game. But I think for me as a guy who thinks the Niners still are the better football team in the end, despite the outcome of that one game, that it could, projecting forward, create a good Super Bowl betting opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that, yeah, I guess I wasn't really thinking that far ahead yet, but this is, um, I mean, look, it, it was a very, very, like you said, a very, very impressive game by Baltimore Ravens. Um, we talk about it often. Uh, it's, it, there, there was four, you know, four interceptions, right? And two of them were a little wacky. Like you said with MVP, no, there's still going to be, it, it doesn't matter there. Yeah. But when you're actually trying to overall evaluate these teams, yes, there's a couple of tipped passes that went Baltimore's way, um, and, and that's a thing. But, you know, the Niners were outplayed. They were outplayed. They were outcoached. Um, so with the interceptions, if they didn't have curb, would it have re- mattered anyways? I don't really know. Uh, you know, we can't really say that. I, I really hope these two teams rematch, though, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> really, I do. I and, do. And, and by the way, I love the Ravens. Um, I have known one of their practice squad members since he came out of the womb. I love this football team. They And, and John Harbaugh, just a reminder of how well coached yep. the Ravens are. And so it lived up to the hype, I think, despite the fact that it went the way that it did in terms of, uh, you know, the bevy of picks. It was a great football game, or certainly entertaining football game to watch. By the way, I thought the uh, for those who had in games on San Francisco plus, you know, anywhere between like seven and a half to ten, mm-hmm. and the Niners getting it to first and first and goal at the two, and then they got it to the one, and then Sam Darnold, just when you think he's pretty good at football again, takes the sack. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> God, that was just luck box for the folks who uh, had the other side of that on in game. Um, the one I can't stop thinking about when it comes to MVP, though, is, oh, boy, do, I'm wondering if this gets messy this year with the one through five. Well, this is what I've been saying all the time, yeah. right? This is this is when we had Aaron Schatz on. This is what we've tried to focus on, the fact that, and, and we juxtapose it against comeback player of the year, which has a one, two, three. And maybe the most interesting thing Schatz said a couple weeks ago, Aaron Schatz from creator of Football Outsiders, the creator of DVOA now at FTN, one of 50 voters for all these awards is that, you know, with comeback player of the year, one, two, three, Tamar Hamlin might be your number one, but if he's not, he's not on your ballot. Right. Which I think is a great point. Right. So you don't, that's why I was saying yesterday, Tamar Hamlin might be minus 475 and Joe Flacco might be four to one, but in real life, in reality, we have no idea what it is. We have no idea. We have no idea. But with MVP, because it's one, two, three, four, five, 
and it is splintered, and it's still splintered. It's still oh, it's extremely right. splintered. How many first place votes would Lamar actually get right now? How many seconds would he get? How many first would Brock get? How many seconds would Brock get? And then there's McCaffrey and Tua and all the um, others so, in the mix. So can I tell you what's what's floating around in my mind? And I haven't I haven't thought about betting this guy seriously once before today. And it's a point system, by the way. Right, it's yeah. a point system. But because of that, I'm consider I'm considering making a bet on Christian McCaffrey. And I know this is where it's four to one. We're talking about that. We're talking about I'm talking about a non quarterback right. winning the MVP. But I think there is going to be, because it is so, I think it is so jumbled right now, of who actually could be number one MVP, Gil. Oh, wait a minute. That there's going to be a lot of people. Uh-huh. There's going to be a lot of people that put Christian McCaffrey number two with a quarterback one. And after yesterday, with Brock Purdy falling, yeah. I think there's going to be more people willing to put a McCaffrey one. And all I think all I'm going to need is a few of those guys. You ready for your head to explode? Yeah. If that's the case, and I'm not saying you're wrong, because that's as that's as plausible a scenario as any, right? McCaffrey gets the, well, I can't vote him for MVP because I only want to vote quarterback, so here, he's number two. Right. If that's the case, the same people who are voting him number two at MVP will vote him number one for Offensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Pro- yes, you're did, right. Did you just bring up a scenario where he could win both? Is that what just yes, happened? I think so. Yes, I think so. And and it make it sound kind of plausible. Yeah, because you're you are absolutely right. I didn't even think about that part. But if, and whoever's putting him second is putting him number one for offensive player of the year. Good God. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm just handicapping what I think voters this is, might this do. This is the this is what could happen when you don't. Because remember, before I think it was last year was the first year that we did this. Before last year, it was just one dude got one vote, which again is why you always heard that stat from people where they're like, "Hey, Russell Wilson has never gotten an MVP vote." <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> right. if they had done one, two, three, four, five all those years, he would have gotten MVP votes. But because it was one vote for one guy. He never did get that one vote from anybody. Now it's this quirky system where you don't have to get the most first place votes to win it. All I'm going to bring up is that there's, there's, we've seen it in the NBA, the yes. WNBA awards this past year, and we're go this, we're in the same kind of system now for MVP. And I'm, man, I'm, you, I'm you, you agree with me though that that Purdy shouldn't be 12 to 1, right? Like there's... If, oh, yeah, by the flip way, on that, silly. If that's the case, by the way, I just want to play the other side of this. If that's the case that this is a market where, honestly, based on one game's performance, you go from minus 250 to 12 to 1, then we're all Meshuggah for even talking about this. Because then it's just... The whole thing is ridiculous. I mean, the whole thing might be ridiculous to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I think it's yeah. tight. We're running out of runway in the season. I, there's going to be a bigger odd shift than there would be earlier in the season, right? But yes, from minus 250 to 12 to 1 is... Good, is on, big good on the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they are on the cusp of a number one seed in the AFC. We'll go through all the playoff scenarios a little later on. The Niners still in control of the number one seed in the NFC. It should be noted. Again, remember, only one team, the number one seed, gets a bye in this day and age of the National Football League. We'll come back Drew Densick on other events yesterday, including that game. And Week 17, next numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. 
But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, <laughs> Looking to bet smarter, then VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now through May 1st for only $79. Sign up today, get unlimited access to daily best bets, exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all our betting guides and best bets for all college bowl games, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. Don't miss out on this limited-time holiday offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up on our holiday special now. That's V-S-I-N dot com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Ian McDonald. Uh, Purdy goes from the favorite to on the outside looking in after a loss to another elite team. Hmm. Who runs the MVP betting board, Gil? The college football committee? <laughs> That's very true. Uh, again, he shouldn't be the favorite, but he just shouldn't have gone down at 12 to 1. Joe Abraham. Uh, do you guys think the DK odds on MVP affect the actual vote? And who exactly is it who is changing those odds on the fly during the game last night? Well, you would hope it's actual bets, Joe, that is changing the odds on the fly, and I would assume that it is. Perhaps you shouldn't assume. Um, maybe there's some air that it's done on air at some point there in the middle. Um, but, but largely, you would hope it's done on bets. And just as far as you know, the question of does, does, does the market affect the MVP vote, we have no knowledge of how many of the 50 voters on such a thing know anything about the betting market. Even Aaron Schatz, who is aware of the betting market, probably really is unaffected by the betting market. He's independent thinker on it. He, he doesn't really care. Like what he said Dan Campbell's his coach of the year. He had no idea Dan Campbell was the was the favorite or the short shot. Right. So there's no way to know the answer to that question, quite frankly. Um, but it is let's put it this way. Again, I've I've said it a million times, but it's the it's a it's a good story just for you know giving a snapshot of it. The year that the again the NL MVP when Bryce Harper edged out Juan Soto, and I was in San Francisco. My buddy who knows nothing about betting but loves the San Francisco Giants is like, "Hey, Gil, Brandon Crawford's the MVP, right?" <laughs> and we in the betting market were like, "What are you talking yeah, about? Like Brandon Crawford's two hundred to one. He's a hundred to one. <laughs> he finished fourth. Yeah. So again, that just shows you, yeah." None of the, the comeback player of the year award is that market that I think reflects it the best. Is Demar Hamlin minus four hundred and is Joe Flacco four to one? We have no idea. We have no idea what these folks are thinking about mm -hmm. as their criteria for. We yeah, don't. I don't mean to let you spin your wheels there, but that was the. I, I think you put it as best you could. I, yeah. I for that last question, it's. I don't really know that it it, it 
it affects anything. Hopefully it doesn't affect anything. I would think there are some a, some chunk of voters, at least, though, that are aware of what the betting odds are and do check them. One would hope. But I don't, I don't think it's influencing well, their votes. Here's much. the thing. One would hope or would one not hope? I'm not sure I want my voters being influenced. Yeah, or, I don't, or I don't know that all. I really care. Yeah. I don't know that I really care. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, the other two games yesterday here before we get to Drew, uh, just in reverse order because we talked a little bit about the Ravens and the Niners and, and Brock Purdy and MVP. Um, and Lamar, obviously, being the favorite now. If Philadelphia beats the Giants. They're about what we thought they were. I think the Eagles, they they didn't put away a Giants team that ended up with Terod Taylor as the quarterback. In the end, Philly is likely to end up 13-4, and four, just one game worse than they were last year. But all it takes is, uh, you know, a quick glance and say, point, you know, points scored and points allowed to know that this team is nothing like last year's team. And I'm not sure how many people view them as a serious threat in the playoffs. Maybe you do. Uh, I don't at this point. Um, but they have an easy schedule down the stretch. A 13-4 and four is likely. A NFC East title is likely. And then the, the first game of the day might have been the most fascinating. I had the Raiders plus the points. Um, but boy, oh boy. And I lost, by the way, speaking of like short-term awesomeness but long-term suckitude yesterday, mm-hmm. I, had K- I had that bet for KC to get the number one seed. Not only are they not getting the number one seed, they may just be bad at football, period. Yeah. We've, uh, we've been doing a lot of defending because because Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. But I'm, well, I don't know that we've done a lot of defending. Well, I have. Fine, yeah. I have of the Chiefs. Of, yeah. not, of, not, of not writing them off. Yeah. I'm oh, getting, oh, I'm definitely not writing I'm them not off. I'm not writing them off, yeah. but, oh, boy, the confidence level of them is sinking way more week after week. I mean, this just keeps continuing. Let's bring Drew Dinsick in. He is the host of Not One But Two Podcast, The Deep Dive with Andy Molitor, Dinsick Classic, and then New Dinsick, NBC Sports Bet the Edge. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper joins us now. How you doing, Drewski? What's happening? I'm doing well, man. Uh, happy holidays to you guys. Hope you uh, had a nice uh, couple of days off there and uh, wild, uh, wild week 16 of the NFL. So a ton to unpack. I think you guys did a, a nice job off the top there, uh, kind of couching some of the important storylines and um this is as late in the season with as much uncertainty as any year I've been doing this. So uh, it's going to be a fun fit, you know, fun finish, not just to see who even gets into the playoffs, how the seeding breaks down, and then trying to pinpoint who is going to ultimately win this year. Uh, this is uh, as uh, wide open as I can ever remember. Let's let's talk about the the nightcap last night, The what some people believe is a preview of, of the Super Bowl between the Ravens and the Niners. Mm-hmm. Ravens go into Santa Clara, and they crush four picks from Brock Purdy. And my question to you is, do you view it as, oh, that's actually a pretty good snapshot of what might likely happen again if these two teams meet? Or do you take the opposite approach and say, ooh, this might actually set up well for a San Francisco bet now if the two teams meet in the Super Bowl? Or is it somewhere in between? Uh, boy, I was all over the place on this exact question last night as it was happening in real time. Um, and I've kind of settled on this was a bad thing at the end for the Niners because of the injury situation, because of how aggressively poor Purdy's stat line was. And, um, you know, it's, if, if this had been like the Niners got punched in the mouth, but they put up a decent fight and Purdy, like, you know, he had a couple, couple of bad throws, but it wasn't like a memorably poor performance. Then, you know, I think you, you probably take that at this time of the season and you build on it and you, you know, you get right for the playoffs. But um, the fact that Trent Williams got hurt, uh, you know, it's a groin. We'll see how serious it is. The fact that Purdy got a stinger for the second straight week. And it certainly seems like at least if you kind of connect the dots of when he's had, um, stinger issues or stinger like issues and his performances this season, it's pretty clear that, uh, you know, something, you know, cognitive is going on when he is, uh, you know, having these multi pick games. So, um, that's definitely something to watch. Uh, I was critical to, you know, of, of the way Tua played, uh, concussed last year against the uh, Packers. And, you know, that's it. There's, there's now kind of mounting evidence that, uh, you know, these quarterbacks playing through, um, you know, wh- whatever type of head injuries they're sustaining in these games is not good. Uh, it's not good for the quality of football. It's not good for them health wise. So, um, yeah, absolutely uh, would would have said that if that had been like a hard fought loss, you, you know, you live with it as a Niners fan, you live with it as a Niners backer and maybe you double down on them as they, you know, kind of use the lessons they learned from that game and improve down the stretch. But um, ultimately, I think it was just bad, bad. Uh, because of the uh, injury stuff and, and just in general, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you, I don't exactly know how you bounce back pretty 
um, you know, your, your, your NFC championship game, presuming you, you know, you win these last two, which is, you know, limit winning week 18 against the Rams all of a sudden looks like a far, far, far from a, uh, a lock, I would say. Um, but let's just assume the Niners do get the buy, they get healthy and they have, you know, the NFC championship game, you know, in, uh, you know, prime time, it's the night game, uh, you know, the second of the two. I don't know that you know Purdy's going to have all of the confidence in the world that he was carrying into this uh, you know last week, and you know the the fact that he had this one kind of stinker could ultimately be sort of mental baggage that I don't think the Niners would love to be dealing with. Um, Shanahan certainly didn't seem super well. That that's where I was. That was last not, week. Not to interrupt you. Know, yeah, not to interrupt you, Drew. But that's where I was going to go. So let's say they do win and they get the number one seed and they they win a divisional round game and they get to an NFC Championship. Or Super Bowl beyond them. And let's start with an NFC Championship game like that. Do they have a big game problem, both with Purdy in big moments, which is kind of unfair because he got hurt last year, right? But the Shanahan thing that you just brought up, right, that everybody remembers 28-3, to right, when he was the Falcons' offensive coordinator. So there's a lot of people. I was just on with Brent on Sunday, and he's like, I think, I think Kyle Shanahan still has a lot to prove in these moments. Is that where you're going with that? With 100%. Kyle Shanahan has a lot to prove. The defense is not as good as people are rating for the Niners, I would say pretty confidently. Uh, and I would look at, uh, you know, kind of now this, the, the fact that there's going to be lingering questions about Purdy's ability to, uh, to perform, to bounce back after he throws a pick uh, and, or to play through, you know, a hard hit. I, you know, these are, these are real questions now swirling for me around the Niners. And um, I know like off the top, you said, you, you know, you kind of don't necessarily rate the Eagles as contenders to the degree they were last year. If the Eagles win the NFC, I'm not going to be shocked at all. Like it is still entirely, possible that the Niners would be upset in my opinion in the you know divisional round and the Eagles could host uh you know the NFC championship game at the link and they would be prohibitive favorites because that's a really really tough place to go and play in prime time and you know they certainly at least have a little bit of big game testing so um yeah I mean I I, I you know there are definitely scenarios here where the Lions get the one seed which would be even more chaotic now I'm not a guy that believes in the Lions to any degree um, but uh, I think the Rams could still steal steal the NFC. The Cowboys could clearly win it if they uh, put together a good run of form. Uh, and the Bucks, for what it's worth, I don't think are the pushover that all of us thought the uh, NFC South winner was going to be. So um, the NFC is a lot flatter than the market thought one week ago. And uh, yeah, I think you have to give real consideration to all of these teams that are in, that are in contention. Well, when you put it that way, Drew. <laughs> uh, just to be clear, again, Niners finish uh, home. Uh, excuse me, at Washington and host the Rams. They still do, do control their destiny as far as the number one seed is concerned. Uh, we'll get into Week 17. What Drew has played already uh, thus far. What's in pocket? It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, let's take a break. Talk about Zid nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zid nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zin at your local convenience store or online at Zin.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin, live from Barcanada, the barrage here at the D, day after Christmas. By the way, happy Kwanzaa to all who celebrate. Kwanzaa begins today. Um, I did want to mention one thing. I forgot at the top, I buried the headline. Still to come on this show, in addition to the guest I mentioned, Greg Jones, one of the four remaining Circa Survivor uh, entrants, those that control the final four entries, he will join us. Uh, will there be a chop? Will there not be a chop? How did he feel when he watched Denver go by the wayside this past Sunday night? Um, looking forward to that. He, of course, for those who don't know, have you had him on before? Yes, we have. He's the gentleman who made the mistake on Thanksgiving, thought he was uh, taking the Lions, and in fact learned later that he made an error and he took the Packers, and he is still alive now in the Final Four. Yeah, it was awesome, awesome talking to him that first time. Looking forward to that as well. Everybody had the Eagles yesterday of the, of the Final Four, by the way, so the Christmas quirk is in the rear view. We bring back Drew Densick, who's always kind enough to join us for a couple segments on Tuesdays here on the show. And by the way, I totally appreciate that, Drew. I don't want to ever uh, take that for granted that you are uh, so generous with your time and your insights. You said something off air that was pretty interesting from a macro level. Care to share? 
Oh, we lost Drew. Can we get Drew on, on here? Hold on one second, Drew. We need to get your mic back on. Did you mute yourself by any chance? Oh. I don't think so. There I you go. You're not, not intentionally. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was us. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, this is going to sound like Philly, uh, Philly hate dumping on Philly in general, but uh, I, I get a whiff of the way that sort of the, you know, the fact that the NFC teams are all kind of fatally flawed right now. Uh, Philly probably finds their way into the Super Bowl again, that they got the experience and uh, the coaching advantage. The tush push, I think, is a defining play that might actually kind of tip, tilt the NFC in their favor. And uh, yeah, that, you know, I think they'll probably lose to whoever comes out of the AFC. Uh, and I think that could actually set Philly up as being sort of this generation's Buffalo Bills where, uh, you know, they, they make their way to the Super Bowl year after year after year and uh, can't quite get across the finish line. So that's uh, that's kind of a macro prediction for you guys as we are here on the uh, the eve of the playoffs. And, you know, you know, this is uh, it, it wouldn't be the worst, the saddest. I wouldn't be sad, I guess, to see the uh, Eagles uh, you know, lose <laughs> I, four straight Super Bowls. I wouldn't so. be sad, he says. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the Vikings were that team of the 70s. The Bills were that team of the 90s. So I guess we skip a decade, a few decades forward, if that were the case. Uh, Drew thinking it might be the Eagles. Um, I'm just sitting here thinking about what Drew said off the top of, like, we don't know anything. Like, it's December 26th, and we don't know. Like, what AFC team's getting there to beat the Eagles? I don't know what AFC well, team's doing that. That's a great question. <laughs> Let's not try to be a prisoner of the moment. Do we remember another year that was this sort of vague this late? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the... Um I mean, this is the, there are, there are parallels for sure to, um, the, uh, like the 2006 year, you know, when you had Tom Brady, he was kind of the only accomplished guy with the Patriots, you know, the only accomplished quarterback, I guess, in the mix. And his Patriots team was just devoid of any talent at the wide receiver position. That's kind of your Mahomes sort of situation this year. And, you know, they, they, uh, uh, they ultimately lost, I believe, and they gave up the second half, uh, uh, you know, runaway to the Colts. The Colts then went on to the Super Bowl and beat the Bears. Like that, it was a very, that was a very bizarre season where you had, uh, you know, kind of a fraudulent Chargers team as your one seed go down to the Patriots. It, it, this, th there's definitely been years like that where there's just no super strong team, and uh, uh, 2006 comes to mind for sure. Um, the Ravens Niners uh, Super Bowl year comes to mind for sure. Um, 2012. You know, and, and part of the, you know, yeah. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. I, and I, I guess just in general, like, you, you, you know, we're, we're living in the rear view mirror of, you know, the, you know, uh, uh, the time where you had guys like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the mix, you know, every single year. Um, and, uh, Roethlisberger, uh, you know, the, the guy, the, there are only like what four active quarterbacks right now who have won Super Bowls. One of them's Joe Flacco. One of them is Russell Wilson, right? Like, like there's Mahomes and there's kind of nobody else really Stafford, Mahomes, Flacco, and Russell Wilson are the only four quarterbacks that are playing this week that uh, have won Super Bowls before. So, you know, I think I think in general the inexperience and the fact that there's really no super teams, uh, you know, is, is making things interesting. Um, but uh, you know, I, I definitely don't have any read whatsoever on who wins the AFC. It's going to take some lucky bounces. Um, you know, your the Bills who are the sixth seed are probably as likely as the Chiefs who were the three seed, or as likely as the Dolphins and the, and the Ravens and the one and two right now. So, um, and you yeah, I mean, and you health, said Drew yeah, that if, down the stretch is going to matter a ton. Too. You said Drew that if the Ravens do get to the promised land, you probably won't be a part of it. Yeah, I have no Ravens. I'm exposed there, uh, and part of it is I, I kind of need to see <laughs> I kind of need to see uh, Lamar do it uh, in the playoffs in in kind of a high leverage situation. Um, yeah, I hope he does. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. I, you know, I'm, I've enjoyed this run for the Ravens, and uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see it. But uh, uh, I guess the parallel for uh, the '90s Bills would be if the Ravens make it and beat the Eagles, uh, then uh, they, they kind of finally get over the uh, the hump. The, D, the DMV team gets over the hump the way the Redskins did against the Bills. That was the second Bills loss, right? It was to the Redskins. Uh, the second one, yes, of the four yeah. Bills losses. Yeah, the last two to the Cowboys, first to the Giants. Yeah. Who could forget, Drew? I was in the house that day, <laughs> by the way. Uh, okay, week, week 17. Wow. Can't believe it. Of the National Football League. What have you uh, bet so far, sir? Uh, so my my entire prep is completely thrown up in the air, not just because we had three games on Monday, but uh, I've had I missed a ton of uh, the Christmas Eve games. So I got a lot of film to watch. I got a lot of injuries to catch up with. And weirdly, like six markets were down offshore for some reason. So uh, I don't even really know exactly what we're looking at for a couple of these games in terms of, uh, you know, a high liquidity entry on uh, sides. But uh, I did bet into Panthers plus seven and Panthers money line plus 250. 
that's probably my favorite look of the week. The Jaguars situation right now is so dire. I cannot believe they're laying a touchdown. Um, the Kelly's injuries off air shaking his head because he has Jaguars division tickets. Yeah, I, I took oh a piece gosh. of the Panthers plus seven yesterday, too. I'm like hoping to middle, but like no. to Drew's yeah. point, like, it, w- yeah, like seven points right now. What? what? Yeah. People are kind of locked in that the Panthers are just this train wreck of a team. And OK, uh, the Packers played like a 95th percentile game and won by three. Right. Like this, this, this Panthers team actually is coming to their own a bit. And uh, Bryce Young coming off of two pretty impressive games, his best game as a pro, uh, honestly, last week against the Packers. And now he gets to take on a fraudulent Jaguars defense. Trevor Lawrence, if you didn't catch, it got hurt again. This time it's a shoulder sprain. Like, okay. So now he's dealing with uh, basically every single possible ailment you can have across the human body. And he's going to try to gut it out and not just win a game against the, you know, Panthers team that's speaking and not and playing for, you know, just literally trying to build a winning culture, find a way to win games. Uh, and you know, the Jaguars are going into this lane. A touchdown is crazy to me. I think this should be more like three. Uh, and I think, uh, plus two fifty on the money line was maybe, uh, uh, maybe a little too good to be true, but we'll see. Uh, uh, but yeah, plus seven, probably my favorite look for the Panthers. Other than that, uh, I'm, I'm into interested in some Colts. I'm interested in some Texans. I like the Texans mostly because the market seems like they're pricing some uncertainty about the availability of CJ Stroud. And I assume he's a hundred percent going, um, Texans, I think ought to be closer to six there. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, maybe some of that uncertainty is also swirling around the Titans health situation, but I think the Texans bounce back big time this week. And I think the Colts can as well. Um, and, uh, that leaves uh, an interesting question about who wins the AFC South. Cause, uh, you know, I was all in on Jags preseason and I am pretty much all out on them right now. Uh, so I kind of would, uh, would like somebody to steal that one. And I would like the Texans Colts week 18 game to decide that one. Yeah, the, the thing with the Jags, Jags, Colts, Texans, all eight and seven, but the Jags have all the tiebreakers, all the tiebreakers yep. in terms of a collective head-to-head. Um, so no matter what, if they finish 10 and seven, nine and eight, or eight and nine, they win every tiebreaker no matter what. And again, on paper, and I know you just took Carolina by the points, but in terms of like strength of schedule down the stretch, home Carolina at Tennessee is as easy as it gets um, in the National Football League. In fact, if I do the whole strength of schedule, they literally have the easiest remaining two games. By Nothing's easy when you're the Jaguars. Nothing's easy when you're the Jaguars. I know, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out, <laughs> you know, that that is – those are the things in their favor. And yet, it's still very much in doubt. Because if they can't – let's yeah. put it that way. With that on the table, if they can't do this, they don't deserve to do it, right? I mean, it's just yeah, – And actually, I think if they finish 8-9 – they'll be out because Colts Texans play each other. So even if that ends up as a tie, uh, one of those two will be eight, eight and one. Right. Uh, so it's, uh, uh, there, there's a decent chance that uh, that the Jaguars loses, you know, lose a playoff spot, and I got a little bit of that at fourteen to one. So maybe yeah. I'm talking my book a bit here, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm, uh, oh, I I'm was, on high. Yeah, that I'm, just referring, team I'm just referring to ties. If there was nobody ahead <laughs> sure, of them, sure, they sure. win them all. Yeah, obviously, if they uh, sure. there's a scenario where they they finish not in first, and that would be the end of that. Um, Drew, appreciate it as always. Um, it is going to be fascinating. And that definitely, I mean, if nothing else, what that did yesterday was cloud it all even further. <laughs> and so no question. Uh, this should be this should be a fascinating not only end to the season, um, which we'll get into the playoff scenario a little later on the show, and yes, knows, but certainly the postseason might be as unpredictable as any we can imagine. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate it as always, and uh, happy holidays to you, sir. Absolutely. Happy New Year to you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy New Year's to the listeners. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. We'll come back with our NFL power rankings. On the other side, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. 
Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> the sports betting network in the nba the game can change in an instant but no matter how the action unfolds you know DraftKings sportsbook has your back this week new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks on basketball download the DraftKings sportsbook app now and use code vsin that's v-s-i-n the crown is yours skill alexander kelly bidlin how'd your basketball day go yesterday meh meh <laughs> meh meh I mean, we were on the, we were on the air yesterday. I was talking about. It. I mean, I had a pretty big bet on the 76ers. You know, when I made that bet, uh, Joel Embiid would not been ruled out yet. Uh, was obviously in that loss to the Heat. Maxi didn't have a, bit, a good game either. Somehow it was still close. Um, based on that, uh, the let's see, I got a half point. Uh, I had over 121 and a half on a team total on the Bucks, and oh. they, they landed 122. Oh. So that was it. Was one of those days, Gil, where we always say. You know, you always remember your bad beats. Remember yeah. when you got lucky on a couple? Bio Definitely had a too. couple. Like, I it, I had Eagles team total over that just got there. That I, felt lucky. I love how the NFL doesn't allow the NBA to stand alone now on Christmas, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, do you, would you agree with the Steve Kerr comments? The Warriors lose to the Nuggets yesterday. Uh, Nikola Jokic was 18 for 18 at the free throw line. And uh, Steve Kerr took that as an opportunity to basically say, Hey, look! This uh, this league has legislated defense out that you can't play defense anymore, and that players are right to uh, lobby for fouls, and that referees are correct in calling them at that point. The uh, so in full transparency, I didn't catch a lot of the basketball game, that basketball game yesterday. A lot, a lot of that second half. Um, I mean, I think that there are. I think these big guys, especially Jokic and Embiid, are so damn talented right now that it's it's and it go, it still goes back to the whole Shaq thing, right? Of how how many times did Shaq really get fouled? We never called fouls because he was big. Shaq and was a whole problem. It was a whole problem. I just yeah. think there's there's more awareness now of what you know what a foul is, and these guys are probably they are getting fouled. They probably 18 free throws is probably warranted. Do I think I think the star the stars. Complaining to the refs has gotten gotten a little much because I think if you are if you're a young guy, I'm just going to pick someone, a Shea Gilgis Alexander and Anthony Edwards. If you're not acting like LeBron James every time oh, you think that you're doing it wrong, because kills LeBron me. set a precedent that if you're that if you can play that damn well 
and you think you got fouled and you yell at the ref long enough, you're going to get the call. You see the LeBron thing yesterday where he went crazy. They went to review and Scott, Scott Foster was like, no foul on LeBron James. They're going crazy. He goes, you're not going to like this, though. <laughs> <laughs> there was another foul. Oh, um, yeah, it, I, I think Kerr is, is actually right. When he says it, he used the word disgusting and he said, like, that second half, I, I, if you were a fan, how could you have enjoyed that? So I do think there was some interesting, uh, some interesting things to that. Um, we didn't about the. I want to go back to the Chiefs game because I don't think I, I don't think I emphasized this enough with the Chiefs game yesterday. Again, from a guy who had them getting the number one seed because I thought you know look there was a path. Well, that path ain't there anymore. They're donezo as far as the number one seed is concerned. By the way, they haven't clinched the division yet, though it's unlikely that they won't win it. But I just wanted to emphasize again when I say they might just be bad at football. And people are like, oh, come on, they're not bad. They still have Patrick Mahomes. That defense has been good. Okay, well, the defense hasn't been as good uh, lately. And, yes, Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes. But, like, how many times can we watch this offense before we realize, oh, my God, they really do stink? They, first of all, the Raiders blitzed once the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I think it was, like, 22 pressures on 56. Don't hold me exactly to that, but that's kind of... The, uh, the, the, I think it's about 40% of the time they were able to get to him or, or create pressure. And then how many times in that game did you see Patrick Mahomes just sit there with no pressure whatsoever, hanging out, it's incredible. bouncing around, yep. and nobody was open. Nobody. Nobody was open. And he could have he could have sat there for another ten seconds and nobody would have you know you remember used to playing those playground games yep, and you'd have yep. a dude on you and you just like and then you get tired and then you start running again <laughs> and it's that's what it felt like there there are there are it's starting to just piss me off as a football fan right because it's it's okay you didn't go do anything at the trade deadline whatever it's the NFL we don't see a lot done at the trade deadline anyways you you. You've wasted, though. If this doesn't result, turn around, result in a, in a Super Bowl or Super Bowl run, you've wasted a year of one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. And you, you can't, I, like, we've had these conversations with Lamar Jackson and stuff before in the past. Like, you got to put weapons around him. You cannot, like, he has nobody. He has nobody. Nobody. And it's, it's, you, you, it just can't be a thing in, in the upcoming years. Like, he's got to have someone to, to throw the ball to. Because that's all I thought about yesterday, too. How many times he's you back just there? Sit there. Right. Well, who's open? I'm running just around. Sit there. I'm dodging defensive it's ends. Incredible. It's incredible. Nobody's open downfield. And I just want to the, the biggest stat of the day, the most incredible stat of the entire football day yesterday was that Aiden O'Connell completed nine passes. Yes. Yes. He did so all of them. Every single one of those completed passes was on that Raiders field goal drive that put them up three to nothing in the first quarter. All nine. Aiden O'Connell did not complete a forward pass for the rest of the football game, and they still won. Usually, if you have that preamble, it's oh, and then they got spectacularly killed, and they still won at Arrowhead mm -hmm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Good that, on, that's how bad the Chiefs were yesterday. Yep, good on Antonio Pierce. Um, and part of that was that he didn't need to throw a lot of passes. But, yes, I mean, I mean, what have you seen a stat like that? Uh, which brings us to our power rankings headed into week 17. 107.5 a bone. <laughs> Someone got mad at me because I didn't say that yeah, last week. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, listen, unlike the MVP market, I'm not solely I'm, – I'm not completely – uh, reactionary to things. So San Francisco remains my number one and Baltimore is my number two. Now, if you could see, it, the gap on that has shrunk dramatically from what I had it at before this game last night to what it is now. But again, these are guardrails for me, the power rank. So I got the Niners at one, I got the Ravens at two, but that gap is very narrow now. I still got the Bills at three, even though they squeaked by the Chargers. They didn't have their A game, and they still got it done. Dolphins-Cowboys for me is exactly what it was. Dolphins are just a little better than the Cowboys. It came out on the field just like that. I had the Dolphins in that game. They're four and five. Where the change happens is after that, Kelly, for me. The Chiefs go down to seven. One spot. The Eagles, by default, go up to six. I'm not as bullish on the Eagles as Drew just gave us his uh, dissertation on. Um, but the Eagles are six. The Chiefs are seven. The Browns remain at eight. Right behind with that defense, man. The Chiefs are about to fall behind them, too. 
I do have the Rams entering for the first time at number nine, and then I have the Texans remaining at 10. Will C.J. Stroud return this week? The market suggests that he will, and right now he is, quote-unquote, progressing is the word out of the uh, Texans camp. By the way, Lions fans, I have the Lions at 11. You, sir. For me, it's interesting. I, I, I want to go back to what you said about the 49ers and the Ravens because I, I left it exactly the same way. But what what you said is true. There was a huge gap between huge these two gap. last week. Yeah. In, in, in weeks prior, th- th- there's not much of a gap anymore. No. Of, co- of course, after that game last night, I had to think about putting the Ravens one and the 49ers too. I just think if you told me these teams are, are suiting up again in a month from now, I'm betting the 49ers again. So I'm leaving them one, Ravens two, Bills are three still again. Dolphins go up to four. We got the same top four. Yeah, Dolphins go up to four for me. I went Eagles five, Eagles five, Cowboys six, Lions seven, uh, Browns up to eight. I did not have them ranked last week. Um, so they are. They did jump them up to eight. I am, I've been impressed with what they've been doing. Rams stay at nine for me. And Chiefs, Chiefs ten. I think your Chiefs is probably more accurate than mine. I, I can't – it's just – you look at the schedule, look what they've done. I haven't been impressed with this Chiefs team since week nine. Like, this has been months. And look, I think I think everything you need to know is just seeing Mahomes on the sideline, Kelsey on the uh, sideline. Throwing like the these, helmet. When Andy have we Reed ever – given him back the helmet. When have we ever seen these guys act <laughs> That's this way? amazing. Mahomes at post-game at – what was that game? Two weeks ago? Yeah. Last week or whatever? Yeah. I mean – I was stunned when I saw him Me act too. like that post game. I was stunned to see Kelsey act like that. This team, it, it might be falling apart in front of our eyes, and we just we oh, can't is. fully come to grips with it because it's still Patrick Mahomes. I know I can't fully come to grips with it, but this team, like you said, just might not be that good of a football team. And the Tyreek absence, which didn't show itself right, right. off the bat, yep. now obviously shows itself. Let's just do this real quick. If if we were to look at the current playoff matchups right now at this moment, these probably will not be what they are. Some will be, but some will not be once the playoffs do start two weeks from now or three weeks from now. Uh, but right now, Baltimore will get the number one seed in the AFC. Indianapolis would go to Miami, 7 at 2. Buffalo would go to Kansas City. Buffalo would be favored in that game. Yeah, pro- yeah. And then Cleveland would be at Jacksonville. Cleveland would be a favorite, would be favorite in that game. Uh, in the NFC, I mean, that's the thing. Like two, you'd have two road favorites for sure in three of those AFC games. And in the NFC, if the playoffs were to begin right at this moment, Seattle would be at Philly. We just saw Seattle beat Philly, although in dramatic fashion. The Rams would be at the Lions, the Stafford golf game. That would be fascinating. And then the Cowboys would be at the Bucks. By the way, I agree with what Drew said. Bucks are better than most people give them credit for being. Yeah. We'll get into implications and yes, no playoffs and what scenarios are coming up on the show. Greg Jones, one of the four remaining Survivor entrants as well. Uh, We'll come back. Dan Lebitard, next on DK. We're coming back at VEASAN, the sports betting network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. 